Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. What a crazy week we had. And, of course, the momentum will just keep on going as we saw some lower numbers in the corn. Beans, though, came really strong through to the upside. And, and the wheat market, yeah, we saw some positives with them as well. We're going to take a variety of, of lookings at the trade as to what we saw wrapping up on a Friday, including why did we see the big pullback that we saw in both the corn and the beans? Uh, looking at the crop report of Monday, of course, we had a WASDE report that came out. A lot of different information we're going to focus on as Jeff Peterson joins us. He is with Heartland Farm Partners. So I think that's probably the biggest question is why did we see the pullback that we saw in both corn and beans this week, Jeff? Yeah, what's interesting is we come into the end of the week, you know, it is good to see at least a, a little bit of a rebound on the bean side. We have seen some continued pressure on the corn side. And, and I think the best way to kind of sum it up is the market believes that rain makes green and, and everything's fine and good. And, and, and we know as you get out in the fields, there's definitely some areas that are doing okay, but there's other areas that are still struggling. So that's going to be the battle. The other side of that, we know we, we came off of um, you know, the quarterly stock numbers and, and which were, I'd say, supportive and the, and the acreage numbers, a little more corn, you know, as we've looked back on that, but not quite enough beans. And, and, and the market really sure feels like it thinks, okay, we're okay for now. And, and, and everything is comfortable as you throw those numbers into balance sheets if you assume that the yield's going to be, you know, trend line or better. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of summer left here to go yet and a lot of growing season left, Susan. Well, when you say that, and I think this really leads into the, this rain. Now we get rain forecasts for any part of the, the growing area and it perks up the ears of producers because they think, okay, if I get this rain, this is the rain that'll help push me through with, with pollination or this is the rain that's going to help me with, you know, the, the blooming of the beans. But in the big picture, with what rains have been in the forecast, is it going to be enough at this point to really have that? We can do this. We can finish out with some good numbers. Well, I think you said that really well, because normally, let's let's think back to a normal situation. If we were coming into this time of year, we had our profile full coming into the season, you know, and still had some profile left and caught some good rains like they're forecasting across Iowa. Now, that won't be so much the case for parts of Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota, and even parts of Nebraska. You know, you'd, you'd feel pretty comfortable about where things are at, but that isn't the situation. The situation is, is that in in parts of Iowa and Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, parts of Northeast Nebraska, parts of South Central Nebraska, Western Nebraska, you know, those those profiles are really low on moisture. And just to kind of put this in perspective, as, as we're approaching tassel in many areas, there might be some areas that are tasseling, we still probably need, if you're going to be producing a crop and looking for a yield somewhere over 200 bushels, we probably still need about 12 inches of moisture. So just think about that. We probably still need 12 inches of moisture. So if we pick up a one or two inch rain, all of a sudden, is everything okay? No, it's not. Because as we think about that profile, most of the soils, if you think about a five foot profile and they'll hold about two inches per foot. So there's about 10 inches of moisture in there if that was all the way full. And you can't get all of that out of there. You could probably get down to the last half and it gets really hard to get out of there. But if you're sitting in some of these areas that are 50% short to very short on subsoil, you know, you're getting down to maybe there's another two or three inches worth of moisture in the soil. Maybe there's not even that. So that means we need some consistent rainfalls to be able to come along. So these rains that are coming are going to be great. We welcome them, but we're going to need more after that, or we still are going to have to take our yields lower 
in future reports that come down the road. And taking yields lower is not what our producers want to hear, especially when they look at the global picture, Jeff, of what's going on. Definitely not. And that's the other side of it. I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, we've got uh, stocks tight enough. You look at uh, the June WASDE report and you take 1.1 billion bushels of ending stocks. That's about a 7.4% stocks to use. That's that's snug. And basically what it says is that we have to have really good conditions um, all across the U.S., especially when we have some of the types of problems that are still unknown coming out of Brazil. And you, you add on to the problems that they've had with the dry conditions in Brazil. Then on top of that, you put the the frost and freeze that they had in some of their areas. And, and we know down the road we're still going to have to count for smaller yields also coming out of Brazil yet. So you bring that all together. And, and that gives us a situation that I think still gives the potential to see this market move higher down the road, Susan. So then how does, you know, you talk about these these yield potentials out there. How is USDA determining these that we see in like in the crop report on monday yeah that's a great question so you know we start off in may and we really go june july and now even into august usda is going to use their models but in particular we talk about going from june to july that's the one we're talking about now in the july report they went back because of the challenges that happened you know back in 2012 usda spent quite a bit of time studying okay what's the impact on weather on the yield because 2012 was such a poor yield they did some revamping to their yield model that they use and and as we're coming into june and then into july what it does it looks at where's the planning progress in the middle of may okay so if you looked at this year overall planning progress is fine it then looks at the june precept data and says okay do we have areas or major states that ultimately are producing that are the within the 10th 10 percentile of being the driest they ever been so if you think a lot about a lot of our data it goes back 127 129 years so you're talking are we within the top you know 12 driest years ever and then they look at how much shortfall there is for june and then as we get a little further along then as we get into the july then they also look at the precip data for july same way they did for june but then they also look at the temperature data and say how does that temperature how much warmer than normal are we? And then they bring that all together to help determine the yield. So after the break, we'll talk a little bit more about that, Susan. Sounds good. We'll lose track of time. Well, we do have a lot more coming up. We'll look at what's going to happen, expecting for a WASDE report, and really looking overall at these crop reports that we see every single Monday. A lot's coming up as we wrap up this trading week. You're listening to the Friday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're continuing that conversation with Jeff Peterson. He's with Heartland Farm Partners. So if you remember, we just went to commercial break talking about uh, the determination of USDA numbers when it comes to the crop report. And really, what looking at that and then going into this WASDE report, what are some things that the market's expecting when it comes to these crop numbers? Well, that's what's really interesting because when we look back in time and, and we focus, let's start first on the yield side again. And we talked about before the break, the method in which they use. And, and then we get into looking at what's happened in past history. So we went back and looked at the yield from June to July, the past 17 years. And USDA has only lowered the yield twice in 2005 and in 2012 on the corn side. And, and what's interesting about that, though, is that 
since 2012. They haven't lowered it going from June to July, but they've also changed their yield, their, you know, their calculations and their model a little bit since 2012. So um, history would probably tell us that we shouldn't expect much of a change here. However, the forecast coming from Dow Jones survey where they survey a bunch of the traders is actually looking for a yield at 178. That'd be down 1.5 bushels from the June report. And then 50.6 on the soybean side, that'd be down a couple tenths of a bushel from the June report. Um, as a company, you know, we're thinking maybe a half to maybe one bushel lower. I, I think you can warrant because in the Western Corn Belt, Precip was so low, I think you could warrant a change in the yield. I don't think it'll be much on the corn side, but I think you could have that half to maybe one. I don't think uh, we'll see anything on the soybean side. There's been three times over the last 17 years that they load them, lowered them, but a lot of those had to do with if we had some really late planting type conditions because we know that ultimately um, soybeans are a crop of August, so I think that stays unchanged. Um, we do think as a result of demand, because of the quarterly stock numbers, we think demand actually could be ticked up maybe 50 million bushels on the old crop side on corn, maybe 15 million bushels on the soybeans. So overall, we're looking for ending stocks to tighten up a little bit on, on both the old crop and also on the new crop side, Susan. So when you think of this crop report, what type of pressure are you going to see possibly placed on the markets? Well, I think coming out of that, what's going to end up happening is that uh, if for some reason they would increase the ending stock, we'd see some additional pressure on that market going down. But I don't think they will. So I think what happens is that as soon as we get that report out of the way on Monday during the midday, you know, come out at 11 o'clock, then I think what we're immediately back to is watching the weather. And by that time, the fronts will move through, the rains will have happened or areas will have missed. And then we're going to have to look and see what the, you know, the next, you know, 6 to 10 and 8 to 14 after that looks like because we're getting into in most areas what will be then towards the peak water use and also into that critical corn pollination time. Well, looking at all of that in a basis level, what are we thinking for old crop corn and beans and new crop too? Yeah, so as we, we take a look at that, a few things we're noticing, and let's start off on the soybeans first. We are actually seeing some of uh, the, the soybean processors starting to kind of you know, in, improve their basis levels again on the old crop side. And and ultimately, I think as we go down the road, we'll still see some better basis levels on old crop and new crop soybeans yet. And also on the corn side, corn, it, you know, the, there's better crush margins on the bean side than there is um, margins and on the ethanol side. But I, but I still think we could see a little bit of firming on the on the basis on the corn, both old and new crop yet, mainly because in the many of these areas, as, as we have these dry conditions that are happening, guys are busy and they're, they're kind of wanting to wait and see before they move any additional bushels, kind of what they're going to end up with the crop before they want to move anything. And stocks are tight enough as a quarterly stocks, you know, report showed to us that, you know, some areas are really tight on stocks. And, and anytime we have that tightness in there, that's uh, going to lend us to having a little bit of supportive tone to this basis side. Our yeah. our hope, Susan, would be is that we go a little bit further along here. We might actually end up seeing a little bit more soybean export demand show back up. And that's not that uncommon to happen as we get later in the season once Brazil's kind of shipped most of their beans. So we hope that that will come back in a little bit also. You know that everybody listening to this is wondering then, where's the bottom in the prices? Are we getting there so we can start focusing on more profitability? 
Yeah, you know, I think in the in the short term here, I think we are getting really close. I think we could see another ten or fifteen cents lower on the corn side yet. Probably wouldn't surprise us, but I wouldn't be too concerned at this point here. I think we're in the process of finding it on the beans here. We have seen some support, so I think as we're going forward, I think we have found some support in this market, Susan, or if not, slightly below us. Okay, real fast, would you sell here or would you wait to sell? You know, I'd be patient here yet, just because the crops. We know they're moving along, but we know they are operating under some drier than normal conditions. And I'd like to see how the latter part of of July into August shapes up this year. Sounds great, Jeff. Best way for folks to get a hold of you? Yeah, give me a call at 402-366-4694. Check us out on the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com. We have some free daily commentary that can come out by text or email. Or follow me on Twitter at JeffPeterson01. And that is the Fontenelle Final Bell. A reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss, not suitable for all investors. The Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.